Welcome to STEM Unplugged, a monthly podcast designed to help you learn about STEM initiatives and to help advance STEM awareness. Now here's your host, Kelly Green. Hello and welcome to Business Radio X. We are here broadcasting live from the SciTech Institute Innovation and Science Summit at the Arizona Science uh, Museum. I think it's a museum or science center. Center. <laughs> center, yes. Museum right. too. And Char- we're here with Charlie, who is with ASU. I would love to, I know you said it's a long, long name, but yep. introduce your, uh, yourself and tell us what you're doing and, and why you're here today. Sure. Thanks for having me. My name is Charlie Rolski. I'm a postdoctoral researcher in ASU Biodesign Center for Sustainable Macromolecular Materials and Manufacturing. Is there an acronym for all SM3. That? Let's stick with that. <laughs> SM3 Lab. So the lab is, is headed by Tim Long. He's a new professor that came from uh, Virginia Tech and works in the field of sustain- sustainable polymers and sustainable polymer chemistry. So kind of looking at what makes materials like plastic, you know, maybe bad in the environment, bad as a pollutant or make it difficult to recycle and combat that with green chemistry, which actually makes it a lot more sustainable in the long run. How did you land with this department and with this particular interest? What's your backstory? So I actually did my PhD on plastic pollution. So I studied its effects on the environment, its effects on animals in the ocean. And I met Dr. Long when he came to ASU and he had such amazing ideas for the future of plastic because as many as much as I talked about plastic pollution, I still notice people going to the store and buying the material. It's really hard to avoid it, right? Most of the stuff in our lives is made from plastic. And, and so what I thought is I could make a real difference from the other perspective. Look at how the material is made. See if there's opportunities to include more green, green chemistry and actually make it truly sustainable as opposed to something that's going to be in the environment long after we are. So did they go looking for you and say, hey, we saw this work. Come consider working with us. Or do you go seeking them? How does that happen as, as a researcher? It kind of happened both ways. They saw, so I, I, for better or for worse, I'm kind of the face of ASU. They put me in a commercial that played during the Super Bowl. And uh, oh, my bummer. face is all over there. For someone who's kind of an introvert, it's a little difficult, but years of therapy helped. Um, so he had kind of heard of myself, and then I had heard that he was coming to ASU. I, I love the field of sustainable polymers and sustainable chemistry. So we met, and it just clicked right away. And I'm kind of the sustainable person now. And uh, my role has expanded a bit because uh, ASU took the really innovative approach to the COVID-19 pandemic by creating a salivary test instead of the one that goes up your nose, mm-hmm. revolutionizing testing. But I noticed that they generated a lot of plastic waste. And this is necessary plastic waste. It's not a straw. It's not a fork. It's plastic that we need. And yet it's still waste. Exactly. So I created the nation's first recycling microfactory that targets specifically medical and laboratory-based plastics that usually end up being incinerated or are thrown into a landfill. Wow. So we repurpose it, recycle it, and turn it into something of value. So why someone like you who is so busy and, and really innovative, why would you make time to come here to a summit where we're really focused on our kiddos, right, and the future of STEM? <sighs> If scientists just talk to scientists, we're not going to make any progress. That's the simple fact, right? We need, we need outreach. We need to go into our communities because that's where a lot of the movement exists. We can only do so much. We can publish papers. We can do great work in the lab, but that stays in the facility. We need to get outside. We need to get into the community, show people and empower people how they can make a difference and make small changes in their respective lives. That's what creates momentum to cause these dramatic shifts, which we so desperately need. And much of this lies with kids. And, and I, it, it's such a mutualistic relationship, going in there, teaching them, empowering them, and then getting that, that energy back and that, that you know, they, they have such a great energy to be around. And some of the most motivational people I've ever been around were probably under 10. 
So it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I think it makes scientists more well-rounded. It makes you a better speaker. It makes you a better communicator. So if you kind of push yourself out there and get a little bit uncomfortable with speaking in front of people, good. We need more of that because that improves communication all around. And that's really what the SciTech Institute is all about. I have the pleasure of producing the show uh, STEM Unplugged with Kelly Green and usually one of the CSOs. And our conversation is always around step out of your comfort zone, be a leader, be uncomfortable in leading, ask the questions. And and for the untrained eye or someone who's not involved in the SciTech Institute, they might think that the organization is only looking for the kid who's already interested in science, math, or technology, right? But what you're saying is, yes, that's critical but also all these other skills are important as well. I used to teach third grade and I was an assistant principal in Kyrene School District. And as you're sharing about how important it is for someone like yourself to be here and be in the community so we can learn through you, I had the pleasure of doing a, two internships at Intel when I was becoming the assistant principal. And this has been, oh my gosh, late 80s. They had these huge recycling bins. And I remember as a kid growing up watching certain TV shows that would really encourage caring for our earth and that sort of thing. I never thought to bring it into my profession. So I said, hey, where do we get these bins? They ended up donating them. I brought some to the school. But it's those influences and that modeling, whether we're an adult or a child, helps plant that seed and that spark. So we greatly appreciate you being here to, to share your wisdom with us today. I'm honored. I've worked with the SciTech and Kelly many times in the past and the chief science officers. And it's, it's so incredibly important. And it's, again, I, I try to get scientists to understand how rewarding it is for us. And it's not just a one-way street, you know, and, and I think there's, there's a big problem when the everyday worker in my facility, they can't explain their research to someone that's maybe picking up the trash or, you know, painting. And, and that's that, you know, if you do more events like this, if you go external and you, you communicate with groups, you do SciTech work, that's what really makes you a good communicator. And, and it's really, it's an it's a, it's a incredibly beneficial experience for everyone involved. So I try to push scientists as often as I can, make them uncomfortable, get out in the community, get your hands dirty, talk to people. And you never know what connections can come from that. That's the other thing that's I so agree. wonderful. You never know what, what children's parent might have influence in, in an area that would you know, supplement your work. We had one of the CSOs pass by the table. She's a freshman. I think she said at Hamilton today. And when Kelly Green came up and said, hey, are you enjoying the day? She said, yeah. She said, what have you been doing? She said, I've just been networking and meeting new people, right? So she's taking the wisdom that you and Kelly and the others have said to heart. Here's a freshman in high school, probably 14 or 15, making sure that she is out there stretching beyond her comfort zone and getting to know people. In addition to, of course, sitting in these panel conversations and these workshops to learn and, and having that appetite for that is incredible at that young age. Oh, yeah. And it's, again, it's an energy that you can't really find anywhere else. And, and if we start at a much earlier age, that's when it, it's able to develop, you know, it, it's I given agree. much more time to develop so that by the time they hit maybe high school, they've already got this amazing background with STEM, as opposed to a lot of kids that just, you know, first encounter heavy amounts of it once they get to high school. So starting at an early age, I think is crucial. And being in, in places like this, Arizona Science Center, where they have the spaces, they have maker spaces for kids. They, I think she was telling me earlier that they let people come in, sorry, was saying around eight years old, I think, where, opposed to other places where it's 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I think that's incredibly brilliant, you know, get them from a young age, get their hands dirty and stuff. So that becomes part of their lifestyle and their enjoyment. So they bring their friends and of course, curate that curiosity and that interest. Where are we able to stay in touch with you? Are you on social media or LinkedIn? Where, where can we find out more about your research and what you're doing? Sure. So, so the program that we started now, is uh, we, we collect the plastics, we recycle it into filament, and that filament goes into the 3D printing industry so that we can upcycle it into something 
new. So this is a project that just started recently. We're building a website as we speak, which will be available through asu.edu. My social media handle on Twitter is labcasual, lab underscore casual. But as the as the website grows, I can share that, and and we're we're looking to do that. It, it was it was a concept that just really started in April and May. Oh my gosh! So it's been so very new. recent, but we've we've been able to obtain grants. We've been able to populate the space. We have our own micro factory now with a bunch of really cool instruments. So we're looking to have it be more public, and we'll invite groups in to come get tours. And we're also going to be featured here at the Arizona Science Center, which I just found out, which is so really good. really really yeah oh really my brilliant. Goodness. Thank you for being with us today. Tell us your name one more time and which department you're with. I we'll like, abbreviate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll abbreviate. <laughs> My name is Charles Rolski. I'm a postdoc at ASU and ASU's SM3 lab. And the face of ASU. I mean, for better, for worse. Yeah, <laughs> right. for better, for worse. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Thanks for having me and providing the, the amazing the work that you guys do. This is Absolutely. Really, this is really great. Thank you for joining us for this episode of STEM Unplugged. We encourage you to get involved in the STEM community and stay connected at scitechinstitute.org.